You're listening to Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And I'm your host, Michael O'Fallon. Game-changing political and social occurrences are happening all over the world. And as John Kerry has stated many times, that the pace by which these changes will be happening will be startling and even surprising to many. So with this being the case, where the slow period of Fabian gradualism and incrementalism has been exchanged for striking hard, revolutionary change, it has become necessary for me to leave some of my responsibilities at the other organizations that I run and spend as much time as necessary explaining more than just the causes of things, which I will continue to do on a weekly basis, but also an examination of the day-to-day events so that you can make the right choices and know when it is time to stand up, speak out, protest when necessary, and to hold your ground. So in each program, we will look briefly at the top-down, the bottom-up, and the inside-out of issues and leverage points that are being put into place as the combined governments and corporations of the world seek to push us through a fascistic Marxist reset. And while we need to respond to attacks against your individual liberties and threats to sovereignty, which can be described as lag responses, and what I mean by that is that, in other words, reacting to what has already happened or taken place, it is also necessary for us to create lead measures. In other words, to get ahead of what our autocratic, fascistic, nation-destroying technocrats are planning to do to us. See, because so often what we do is we just respond or react. We have to get ahead of the game to make sure that we can counteract things knowing what they are doing. So by clearly explaining what they plan on doing and how we can halt their progress, we hope to be able to curb this and at least be able to have a response before these things begin. If you had listened to the causes of things from just two nights ago, for instance, you would have heard me state that it is necessary for all of us, all of you, to transition into 2030 you. In other words, the 2030 you that understands the goals and strategies of the totalitarian fascists who have not just taken over our government and major corporations, but are also working in tandem with governments and multinational corporations throughout the world to usher in a new age. And as I have been stating for quite a while, that new age is where we are all civilizationally being transitioned into and from a physical, real, analog age of reality to a surreal digital age of hyper-reality. And to illustrate this change is to take a step back and understand what happened this week with the director of the CDC, Rochelle Walensky. Now, after enduring what was possibly the worst week in her puppeted career, where Walensky was wildly all over the place, calling for mandated lockdowns, then backing off of the lockdowns, then declaring the necessity of masks, then attempting to mandate vaccination statuses, and where an unconstitutional moratorium on evictions from privately held real estate was about to expire, and did expire on July 31st, Rochelle Walensky 
without any authority at all to do so, decided that she had the authority to make law. Now understand, you or I have as much of authority to make the same proclamations that Rochelle Walensky made. Now, of course, let's remember where Rochelle Walensky was employed just prior to her taking the position at the CDC, the T.H. Chan School of Public Health at Harvard. The T.H. Chan School of Public Health was established by a nearly half a billion dollar gift by Ronnie Chan and Gerald Chan. And of course, Ronnie Chan has been responsible for manipulating the government in Hong Kong for the favor of the Chinese Communist Party, and has as well been principally working to suppress free speech and the free press in Hong Kong since the COVID lockdown. So Rochelle Walensky has had excellent training from those that are pulling the strings and supplying the revenue at her former employer, the T.H. Chan School of Public Health. The same T.H. Chan School of Public Health that has declared that racism is a public health issue and also shared a post stating that 2 plus 2 can equal 5. So with that as an understanding of where the CDC's Rochelle Walensky has had her primary influence, Rochelle Walensky created official policy that landlords could not evict tenants for non-payment. And what does this mean? Well, first of all, it should mean that Rochelle Walensky should be arrested immediately. But that won't happen. She has broken laws of the United States of America. But again, that's just not going to happen. Because we're not in control of the Department of Justice, and laws are whatever you choose to follow, or whatever you choose to enforce. And the Biden administration is alchemic. They are postmodern. They are making things up as they go along that will achieve their goals. So Walensky's technocratic ruling means that contracts in the United States now mean absolutely nothing. They are worthless. They are worth less than the paper on which they were printed. It also means that Rochelle Walensky, who has no authority, just assumed authority. And with this action, you need to understand that we have entered into the technocratic state and are exiting a constitutional republic. The beginning of this technocratic era is made even more clear when you understand that Rochelle Walensky and the Biden administration just completely ignored the Supreme Court ruling that the CDC did not have the authority to issue the eviction moratorium, but that Congress does. So the Biden administration and the CDC just basically said, well, we have the guns and the power, so we're going to do what we want to do. Just try to stop us, because you can't. So what you've just witnessed is the Biden administration, through the contradictory and hyperbolic CDC, they just nationalized the entirety of privately owned rental homes and apartments nationwide. With COVID as their tool. So you will see now that it is important for the CDC and for the Biden administration to keep COVID alive. Because by continuing to use COVID as a totalitarian tool, a tool that can be used to override constitutional law, override your rights as a private owner of property, override your rights of free movement, override your ability to have a secure and legal election, and to segregate and control our population by force. See, COVID has become a very useful tool. 
but what was shockingly obvious to many that just last week was that the CDC and NIH stated about the COVID vaccines themselves. So what did President Biden say? And what promises was President Biden making? What assurances was he giving us? Well, after months of President Biden making statements about the efficacy of the vaccine, like he did at that CNN town hall meeting on July 21st, where he stated, quote, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations, end quote. And after months of stating that if you have had the vaccine, you don't need to wear a mask and you may travel and eat in restaurants normally or that you can have your life back, or from the major cruise lines that worked with the CDC to restart sailing again, like Carnival Cruise Lines, Royal Caribbean, and others that stated that only those who are fully vaccinated may sail. And all this was for the safety of all of the guests and crew, even though passengers who were fully vaccinated were coming down with COVID. Well, all of a sudden, the NIH and the CDC make the statement that those that are vaccinated can still become infected by COVID-19, but that their illness will be far less severe than those that are unvaccinated. So what the CDC and NIH are admitting is that the vaccine is really just a therapy, like Regeneron just like ivermectin, just like hydroxychloroquine. Now, I have a little experience with this, and I personally know better. Both my wife and I had COVID this past December. After quickly coming down with symptoms, after 48 hours, I began a therapy with hydroxychloroquine, z prednisone, zinc, D3, C, A, and an antacid. And within 14 hours, the majority of my symptoms, including the fever, the congestion, completely subsided. And what's even better is that my wife and I now both have the antibodies. So here is what I believe we should all demand immediately from the CDC, the NIH, and from the Biden administration. Just like when you watch those commercials, you know, when you're watching on TV for psoriasis and other drugs that constantly play on the television that give all of the risks, you know, dizziness, growing a third arm, and death. <laughs> List out all of your vaccine options, and let's just call them, for the sake of really what they are, therapy options. Go ahead and list all of those therapy options out in a chart alongside other therapies and let people make their choice. You see, that's how things work in the United States. And it's the way that things need to work now. And the reason we must demand this is because they lied to us. You, CDC, and the President of the United States gave us all disinformation. Once again, President Biden, and I quote, You said, quote, You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. End quote. That is what you said. That is the snake oil that you sold to convince millions of scared and frightened people to go and get the therapy disguised as a vaccine. 
You know, why did this happen? Well, I can tell you why. It's because the totalitarian fascists need to use the tool of the virus to reset our nation, to reset our constitutional process, to reset our branches of government, to reset the way that our republic functions. Well, how do we know this? Well, heck, you could read it right from Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum himself in his book, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. That's the name of the book, where Klaus Schwab states this, quote, Put in simple terms, in a post-pandemic world beset by unemployment, insufferable inequalities, and angst about the environment, the ostentatious display of wealth will no longer be acceptable. End quote. Spoken like a true Maoist or Stalinist. And now you understand where all of this ideological nonsense is coming from. But the virus is the perfect deconstructive tool. As Schwab states as well, he says, the ostentatious display of wealth will no longer be acceptable. And by that, he means you. Not Klaus Schwab himself, Barack Obama, LeBron James, or Bill Gates. Just you. Because the meritocratic system that built all the wealth that those men now have must be eliminated. And Rochelle Walensky of the CDC and the Biden administration are making sure of this. They will use the virus as the weaponized tool to ensure that private property owners of rental homes and apartments will not be able to pay their bills and thus default. Because in the very, very near future, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Meanwhile, in international news, Australia has put an end to forced lockdown protests by sending the military in to enforce complete lockdowns due to an amount of infections that they found that would basically equal what you would find, you know, per person on an Atlanta to Chicago flight on your average airline. Australians, for the most part, are complying. They are complying in a similar fashion to Canadians, who have apparently decided to install Justin Trudeau as their new general secretary of the technocratic nation-state. In Germany, thuggish stormtrooper-like troops have been sent out into the streets of Berlin to tackle, punch, and whack any person, man or woman, that would seek to form a protest against vaccine passports. That's right, after letting AstroTurf Black Lives Matter protests a year ago do whatever they wanted in Berlin during the height of the pandemic, the stormtroopers are being brought out to crack the skulls of anyone opposing the birth of the world's new order. So what does this say? First of all, understand that we are in the middle of a non-kinetic war worldwide. It is fourth and fifth generational warfare of information and disinformation, of control of your digital assets, of propaganda and reflexivity. Secondly, this says that the free people of the world in Europe, in Asia, in South America, in Australia, are dependent upon us 
the people of the United States of America to stand up against this tyranny and deceitfulness that has been a long time in the making. As I've said so many times before in the last three to four years, it has been a top-down from legislatures, office holders, judges, law enforcement, a bottom-up through giant reflexive propaganda campaigns like Black Lives Matter and the nonstop fear porn created through the mainstream media. And in the middle, in our arts and entertainment, international sports, in our faith and churches, and in our corporate messaging, which, in truth, are now becoming an integral part of the top-down. And just like when young men were shipped to the shores of Normandy to risk life and limb to save the European continent, now, you and me, we must win against this enemy. We must bring the truth against the insanity of radical subjectivism, against the ideas that would tear apart our nation and our world, and against the alchemists that would seek to suppress us. We must stand. We must convince. We must win the battle of information. We must win. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and we will see you daily on public occurrences, both foreign and domestic. Thank you.